In this episode, I had the pleasure of talking with Dan Moody of Target Sales in Florida. Dan was kind enough to share his market strategies with me. He is very passionate about what he does as principal for his agency, and I think you'll get a glimpse of that. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. So Dan, thanks for joining me today in Rep Talk. It's such a pleasure. We've been talking about having you on here for a while. It's finally the day is here. So thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Um, just tell me, tell everybody out there a little bit about your background. How did you end up in HVAC and in particular this, the, you know, as a manufacturer's rep, just give us a little bit of insight as to your, your upbringing. Yeah, great. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually lived in Tampa. I graduated high school here in Tampa um, in 1981. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, school wasn't really my thing. I did like technical things, but school wasn't my thing. Um, and so I went to work, uh, at a hospital, uh, for my mom was director of nursing of a hospital. So, um, lo and behold, my uncle from Long Island, New York came down, uh, with his family, nine boys, one girl, uh, came to Tampa to visit. And, um, at that time I was, uh, out on my own, 18, living on my own and, uh, working at the hospital and really wasn't going anywhere career wise. Uh, you know, I was working in the kitchen and doing floors at night and stuff like that. Um, it was just, you know, that's what I did. So, um, they came to visit and, um, uh, my uncle and aunt owned a wholesale company called Hasco Utilities in Long Island, New York. Back then they actually had four locations and one in Manhattan and, and one in, uh, out East in Medford. That's where I worked. Um, so, heating and air conditioning uh, wholesale. Heating and air yeah, conditioning okay, refrigeration. Gotcha. Yep, yeah. Gotcha. So, um, they invited me uh, to come to move to back to New York, which was the last thing I wanted to do because I really liked Florida. But I was at a point in my life where I was just not going anywhere. I was just kind of just going out and having a good time and enjoying the, everything that a young man enjoys in Florida. And um, I decided I'd go ahead and, and uh, take them up on their offer to move to New York to live with them. So I was the 11th child. Uh, and, um, the only caveat was I had to go back to school and get a degree on HVAC. So I went and got a, a two year certificate program, uh, degree, uh, at the university of SUNY Farmingdale, uh, in oh, Farmingdale, yeah. New York. Yeah. So, uh, they got me in the business. I loved it. Uh, I loved the school there. I killed the, I mean, I really did well in school doing thermodynamics. I mean, we actually designed the air conditioning refrigeration systems in for the twin towers, uh, as part of our final oh, wow. grade. And, and a commercial wow. was really kind of cool. And I really got into that. So I kind of knew where this is where I want to be. And then um, I was one of the first ones to get an MS-DOS computer at the, <laughs> at the counter and do heat load and, and uh, refrigeration and air conditioning loads at the counter for free. And people would come in and line up and that would get me half off the counter from running around and doing everything crazy. I'd be sitting there like a gentleman, you know, kind of doing these uh, heat load calculations. That's fantastic. So that's, so that's how I got into business. I was, I was 1980, so graduated one, it would be 1983 uh, that I moved to New York. So I've been, I've been nice. in the business and the HVAC business, thanks to my uncle and aunt nice. um, since 1983. Nice. So you got cooked on the science and mechanics of it and just found yourself enjoying it, I guess, after that experience. I loved it. I like systems. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like systems. Yeah. And the yeah. one thing they didn't have, I mean, they were still writing everything down on invoices. You know, yeah. they had the, the Rolodex card that you stamp, you know, to, you know, to make an invoice up. And, and um, yeah. one of my things I loved was I was able to be, even though um, there was three of the other sons that were lit, worked there when I worked there. And my uncle was very, very fair about whoever, 
uh, excelled, got to excel. Didn't I mean, my last yeah. name was Moody, just like theirs. Yeah. Uh, but I was able to really run through that company fairly quickly. It had a couple of really good mentors, an Italian mm -hmm. guy named Charlie Martino. Uh, there was a warehouse guy. That's where you always start. Mm -hmm. And um, he set me down from day one and said, I can tell you um, uh, right now, I can show you how to be, I can show you and share with you how to be successful in any business, but especially in this business, because he was an old uh, guy like that. Yeah. Wow. Mentors are certainly important, aren't they? Honestly, I've had my share of them too. And Maybe. it's just uh, super, Absolutely. super important. So, so tell me how in particular did you get on the manufacturer's rep side of the business then? So okay. you enjoyed that yeah. side of it. So how, what, how did you transition yeah. over and take an interest in this? So um, I'll give you a, just a quick uh, sidebar story. Went to work for my uncle and aunt, met my wife, moved back to Tampa in 1989, okay? And I worked for a company called Kane and Boltman. Uh, when they hired me, they were in negotiations with, they couldn't tell me, with Carrier, Bryant, and Payne. They were taking over the, the, the distributorship in the, in the state of Florida. So they hired me to come in as a sales manager for a small parts house. They had about eight locations in Florida. And then I worked for Carrier, Train, um, I mean, Carrier, Bryant, and Payne, and and started working there. So that got me in contact with the reps that sold components, whether it's heat recovery systems or flex or metal, or refrigerants, motors, capacitors. Um, and I obviously, I was the guy they were calling on mm -hmm. to sell the product, exactly what I do now. I mm -hmm. would call on myself if I was still in that position. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And one of the reps um, uh, noticed uh, the ability I like, I kind of lent towards technical. I lean, I, I, I kind of lean towards technical things. So, um, and it was heat recovery systems, you know, and something called an aqua coil. We actually put a coil on top of the air handler and use your, you know, your uh, hot water uh, with mm -hmm. a circulating pump and a heat exchanger. Cause back then our sears were nine or eight. Yeah, You had a yeah. ton of, a lot of waste heat. Yeah. And, and I really blew that up in the market and sold thousands of them for them. And, and uh, all of a sudden, um, lo and behold, he, he uh, came to me and said, uh, hey, uh, we have a company that's a rep that we'd love to have you join. <laughs> Would yeah. you be able to do that? Yeah. And for me, it was a big leap because I've always worked. I had always had insurance in a company car yeah. and you know, management side. And, and I went to my wife and said, Marianne, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'll know I won't ever forgive myself if I don't do it, but I'm afraid to do it because I've had those securities for so long of, you know, health insurance yeah, and all sure. that kind of stuff. So we decided to do it and yeah. it was the best move I ever made. Uh, and I've been in the rep business now. Um, let's see. So I would tell you, uh, so 20, I've been in rep business for 23 years. 23 wow. Years. Wow. And it is a big leap of faith, isn't it? And I went through a similar experience you did where it's like, all right, you believe in yourself. You're doing a good job. You know, you are, you got, you got no, you got notoriety for it. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, so well, then you, you got to question yourself. Yeah, am I yeah. as good as I think I am? Exactly. You do. You do. You do. I have you do. great market, yeah. good people, good yeah. products. And I did, can I do it when it's all on me? Cause basically uh, you cover yeah. all your expenses. You don't have to insurance yeah. anymore and all that kind of stuff. I, I would never, I'm, this is, and this is the biggest secret in the market. The rep side is a wonderful side of the business. It's getting tougher and tougher. Um, yeah. But I remember a couple of guys as I joined the, I joined into the rep side, came to me and yeah. kind of pulled me aside and said, uh, this is the best kept secret in the market. This is the best, best side of things. But that's changed. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And honestly, a uh, similar experience, you know, I had dra- I dragged my feet for about three or four years because I was asked the same thing to come from distribution into the rep. And I was like, you know what, after I got into it, like you did, I'm like, holy cow, this is like a whole new world. And this is the greatest side of the business. It really is. It truly is. So do you find in your experience now dealing with distributors that your experience in that world, does that gain you credibility and a little bit of rapport with the guys so knowing it that does, you can now from. i mean I'm, I'm on the I'm not on the back side of my career but i'm i'm way removed from when i did that stuff i would tell you um i do uh at times uh tell them i work for carrier and i work for york and i work for ferguson you know and uh, you know that kind of stuff and that helps them understand and I, and I would say i was at one point in your in your shoes what more what i do most of the time is i come up with the answers to the questions they're going to have before they ask them from their position. So being in that position before, you know, um, you know, I've been using a line forever. We'll talk about it here in a little while about what we're doing on some video conference and stuff. But yeah. my line for years has been, give me 10 minutes, you know, and the rest is on you. Yeah. And I've been doing that forever because I know there's certain reps that come in to an office and they're not going to leave until you write them a PO or you give them some, I mean, they're in there for an hour and a half. And Old you just school. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, just don't have it you're right you're so right. so i always said give me 10 minutes you know and yeah. uh and the rest is on you so the, i would try to come up with um uh kind of a, a game plan on um not just reactive selling just on price but here's here's what we can do for you here's our product mm-hmm. and here's all the things we do for you outside of the product and that's how you can bring some value to them because if you're just coming in with the price and you're selling a vacuum pump or, yeah. or a CO unit, that's all you bring. There's, there's 10 other guys that could do that. Right. But if you could right. come in with all these other things we're do, that we can do for you, um, that's, that's the differentiator between the two of them. You know, that's how you're going to get that business, you know, is, is by selling that way. Yeah. Um, so Florida in particular, and your agency, I mean, you guys are in a hotbed of an indoor air quality accessory, uh, you know, market. Honestly, it's, it's, there's a bunch of players in the market. Uh, how do you see target sales, your agency, uh, how, what, you've been very, very successful at making a, a, a nice footprint and foothold in your territory with indoor air quality, you know, uh, accessories. Uh, what do you attribute your success, you and your agency's success in doing so well with those IAQ products? So first, let's be straight honest. We have a really rich market, which you teed it up that way. We, we're in a great market. Uh, people understand IEQ here. For the most part, there's still, I don't think we still hit the hem of the garment of what we can do is from a whole home solution. We've been very directed towards, I mean, heck, we started out with electronic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. electrostatic filters. Yeah, and Allergy Gold and DF95s were does for him. And that's where we started, you know, 30 years ago. Um, but we... What we try to do is we try to make sure that we are in a position to where we can share technology um, and have people understand the technology. Okay. And our success has been, we're, we're not salesmen, we're, we're trainers. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you could become a trainer, you can, you don't have to sell anything because you're just educating people on a process and the products. Okay, so it, our success in this marketplace has solely been being passionate about what we do, knowing our products, knowing our competitors' products, never talking bad about our competitors' products, just doing an evaluation, right? And having a story to tell them that's consistent. We come up with a base story, and then everybody in our agency makes it their own. 
you know, I would, I would send David yeah. Watt in to do a presentation uh, on PCO products before me. I'm good at it. David Watt's great at it. And because uh, he took what he learned and made it his own, right? It's not a canned thing. Yeah. You're not reading from a script. Right. So that's kind of, for us, we, we're in a good market. So we capitalized on that. And we also have a his, rich history. I mean, I, I started selling this product in 1990. Uh, not, you know, the products Dust Free had available back then. Mm-hmm. And obviously, mm-hmm. we're, we're lucky and blessed to have opportunities with clean comfort and the IQ things there. But more than anything is we haven't necessarily sold on price. And I'd be lying to you if when I tell you South Florida isn't the, is, is the dumping grounds of the world. And every, every rep has a place where it's the dumping ground. So our mind is Miami. Um, and uh, but we have Brad Carson down there that just does a great job on relationships with some old school, you know, um, you know, obviously Hispanic, um, mm-hmm. Cuban market. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't speak a, a bit of, of, of Spanish, but he knows his product and he brings value to them. And what we do, if we're going to bring value to you, if, if you need a better price, then you need to make a bigger commitment. The answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. what kind of commitment yes. you make? Yes, and. The answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah. You just got to make sure you give us a commitment that makes sense for both of us. Sure. So sure. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's kind no, of how it did. We, no, it did. Yeah, my takeaway from listening to you really is you have, a, you, you, you have a passion to begin with. You make yourself the experts on the product and knowledgeable in the product. And then you basically are educating folks, right? And, and it kind of, and I think passion is, is, um, it's, it's, what's the word I want to use is spreadable. It's catchy, right? It's contagious. contagious. Passion is contagious, yes. right? So you get out there, you said David, you know, made his own story, his own narrative with the knowledge that he had on the product, right? And now he's out there putting his own experience with the product and I'm sure in his own story and people love stories. And that's honestly, you work that yes. into the educational component. So I'm really taking right. away here some really valid, uh, some really great advice is, you know, be, be, be passionate, uh, educate yourself in the product, uh, be the experts at it, be willing to share it and get in front of people. Uh, it's all, honestly, Dan, uh, it really... Uh, it, I think there's be, one more thing, too, yeah, that's important. And we we learned this, um, I'd probably say the hard way. Me wanting, uh, if I find a company that's got, is quality, they have 20 guys in it, and they've got a great service team, and they're reputable, and I'm trying to push them to be an IAQ, because they're perfect, and they don't know it, but they're perfect. We have spent hours and hours and hours trying to get that guy. It's like pushing a rope uphill. It's not going to happen, right. you know, and putting toothpaste back into a toothpaste container. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So what I would say, part of the success in the last several years is we go in with the opportunity and we will take it away from them as fast as we offered it to them and have them want them to do that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Want to come yes. to us. Yes. So don't, have your have your package have your program and have it and 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 identify here's what i'm looking for in in a contractor it may meet your requirements but they may not be able to meet it based on what their mindset is so what i'm saying is guys who understand indoor quality who are selling maintenance packages and Mm -hmm. doing going back twice a year to do the cleanups and the testing checks Mm -hmm. those guys are much more favorable when finding a guy that you think is perfect to go out and sell it. And the bottom yes. line is she probably never will. And you're going to spend hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the yeah. game, right? It's part of the fun, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. So you, um, 
so, so, you know, obviously we're built around relationships, seeing people in person, obviously over the course of time, building rapports. So given this, um, our current situation with this pandemic going on and us not being able to travel, I mean, fortunately, fortunately, I think most heating and air conditioning contractors have been deemed essential. So I think there's still, most of them are still busy or can, can run on service calls if needed, which is really fortunate for right. us. Um, and then honestly, uh, how, facing this challenge, how are you and your, your, uh, staff coping with not being able to see your customers in person now. So what have you been doing recently? Uh, okay. Well, I appreciate you asking that because it's, it's been a real challenge for us. Um, I always tell the principals like yourselves, so when I talk to them, I have, I have some guys, they're like uh, a tiger in a cage, you know, right now they just, they want to get out. And then, and there's another wave that's going to come is everybody and their brother's going to want to do things when this is all over too. And you're going to have to manage that. But what, get back to your question, what we're doing now is what we try to do is take an approach on how we would feel if we were on the other side, if I was my a contractor, if I was a distributor um, and everybody's doing webinars and conference calls and zoom meetings and this and that. And so we, obviously the value we can bring, to keep things moving is having some kind of conversation. So our team got together and we talked about it a little bit, talked with Lindsay, you know, in the office and we came up with um, 10 minute video chats. So instead of saying, I'm going to, I want to do a webinar with you. I, I want to do a yeah. 10 minute video chat. Now they know the credentials of how long it's going to be. Yep. And yep. they're taking us up on it. Uh, and we also tell them when we get started, you know, my 10 minutes starts right now. And after 10 minutes, um, if, it's on you. If you have more questions, we'll take as much time yeah. as you want, but you committed to 10 minutes to me and that's what I'm going to stay within. And that kind of tied into what I talked about earlier. Yeah. We just kind of turned that into the virtual side. Yeah. The other thing that we're doing is we are acting um, virtually going to the territory uh, every day. We just started doing that about a week and a half ago where <clears throat> whatever territory you would be in, if I was going to be in Kissimmee today and Fort Myers tomorrow, what I do is I, uh, whatever I was going to talk about or present, I send an email to those customers um, and put in the, whatever I, content. And then I make a phone call and follow up with them and have a, have a discussion with them. So I'm virtually going to them with everything I would have done if I would have been in, in, you know, in the field face to face. Excellent. I can't show them samples and such. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you could, you, some, could, you could hold it up in front of you. Yeah, the I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the 10 minute call. Those are actually just emails. Yeah, you're right. But so, you know, and, and what we don't want to do is we don't want to get lost in a bunch of emails because that's what everybody's doing mm -hmm. right now. So mm -hmm. um, our guys are on a six week cycle. Okay. They try to go through their territory every six weeks. It doesn't always happen that way, mm -hmm. but they kind of put a schedule out there so they kind of know where they are. And if they can't go to Daytona because they had to go to Orlando for something different, they just switch those days around. And that allows us to have a cycle. We're not getting back to them too many times. The so same thing with, uh, you know, social media, constant contact. Don't yeah. blow them up now. Don't send for a day because you're going to be unsubscribed yeah. like that yeah. because they're getting too much That's, information. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definite. the second thing we're doing. And the last thing we're doing, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm enjoying this one the most because it's about relationships. And I pick five to eight customers. Uh, most of the time, they're principals at a higher level, VPs, purchasing guys. Mm -hmm. And I just send them a text. Hey, just thinking about you. Hope you and your family are healthy and safe. Really looking forward to getting back to work and working with you when this is all over with Dan. And I'm telling you what, I'm doing it with contractors. I'm doing it with, and 
that that by far and people some of them haven't talked to in a year and a half you yeah. know yeah you know some of the people i don't call on since you know running the company I, i'm you know kind of more of a bullet going different places not covering the whole you know the whole territory branch by branch so yeah it's been really kind of nice to reconnect with some of these people personal they touch are, that's really nice really nice and that's a nice personal touch. yeah go ahead if, the last thing i do is i have uh, i got i have some target sales uh, cards like just regular small uh, cards and i just write a physically a, a note in there hey hope you guys are well um, and I love, can't wait till this is all over with so we can get together, get back to work. And Dan Moody, throw my card in there, throw a stamp on it, write it out, and send it out to them. Um, little touches like that mean a lot now. Uh, that, and they'll remember that. You, uh, that they'll, they'll remember that. So. You know, Dan, you bring up a really, really good point a handwritten note. I, I did that about a year ago with one of the guys that brought on a line that we were you know, looking at. I, I went and saw him later, and he still had that thank you card on his desk. Yes. Like, isn't yeah. that so a uh, funny story real quick. I, on the, on, I went and looked at the beginning of all this three, about three weeks ago when I knew we were going to be homebound for a little while. I actually went online and looked for thank you cards and they were sold out literally everywhere. Wow. So I'm glad, you know, this is a time to, to yes. be thankful, to notice people, recognize people doing it by text. To be honest with you, I didn't think about that. That's nice. That personal touch. At the three, yeah. And, and it takes, it really takes seconds. Um, right, right. You know, and if you want to cheat, it can be get tired of doing it every day. You can put the same message to every person if you want. <laughs> You're not saying copy and paste now. <laughs> don't give all your secrets away don't give all your secrets away that's great oh it. man i love that's it good stuff um you have another story you called me a couple weeks ago uh actually three or four weeks ago now time's flying uh i think you had uh, when you were out on a call i think in miami you had a nice yes you called me all excited i want you to share give us some background on that call and the, 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 share the excitement that you had on the phone with me that day is, is to i will i will do that it was uh it was a blast so um um We've had a, a, um, a situation where we're down a person from a sales standpoint, um, and that person did a really good job for us in, in Miami on some key accounts, and uh, the old man had to go in and cover some things that we're committed to. Um, so um, I went down to South Florida. Uh, I could say company names and stuff, right? That's oh, sure. Fine. Yeah, you were there. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, so I went uh, and met with uh, Jim Air uh, in South Florida. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, they're you know part of the Watsco group. Um, we have a good relationship with them corporately, and um, I put together a training module because and it was thrown on me at the last minute uh, because you know this whole transition of having a void down there I wasn't expecting. So I had a couple of days to put a program together. So I put a program together uh, that I thought would be beneficial. Uh, went down to Miami. By the way, I was down in Miami for three weeks, for three days that whole time. Loved every second of it because it was all around IAQ stuff. Uh, was able to get, uh, there was actually was scheduled. I didn't schedule, it was scheduled before I uh, went down there and went into a Doral store. And uh, if you guys have never been into Miami and been into a high level volume store, it's quite impressive. Seven, eight, nine counter people. You know, counters wow. all over the place, wow. product out there. It's, 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 wow. it's really Impressive. exciting. You know, if you're in business and you're trying to sell air conditioning components, that's what you want. And um, very little English spoke, but that's okay. Uh, I had to talk slowly, which nobody believes I can do, but I did it. <laughs> um, so we went and organized two meetings. They're about an hour and 10 minutes each. Uh, and it's on the active, okay, and the carbon, just mm -hmm. the two products. And I uh, had samples. I had the video that you guys made up. I had, you know, I started just talking to these guys. Just had meetings, basically. What do you know about active and passive? You know, what, what do you sell most of? 
what's everybody talking about? You know, then, then I always say, they always say RGF, whatever. I say, well, we'd like to have something different to talk about, you know? Um, and then I tell them the story about, we used to give these units out, have just give them out for free and, and nine out of 10 of them would never be installed. And, you know, they'd say, well, we, let's start that program again. I said, well, we'll come up with a program, but it's not gonna be that one because that one didn't work. Yeah. So long story short, went through the training process with them, went over the products, not just features and benefits, but talked about, you know, things that make sense, you know, um, you know, like a bug zapper phrase on mm -hmm. what we do in some of our technologies, made them understand that. They were very much engaged. And I think part of it is because, you know, they had to listen closely because their, you know, their English is okay. Um, but they were very, very much engaged, asked a lot of good questions. So I went through both those classes and really felt good about it. Had them laughing and we watched the videos, always hand them everything I told them, I handed them. One of the things, my pet peeve is if you're going to make a presentation to somebody and you're good at it, you better give them something to remember you by because they're going to say, oh, remember that ball had a guy that did that presentation two weeks ago? They're not going to remember my name. But if they have a yeah. piece of paper, they're going to know what, I, what, I, what my name was, what I talked about, and what the program was. So here's where it gets cool. I go down to see Alfredo, the manager, at the end of the day, you know, at the three hours. Picked up all my stuff and literature. And as I'm walking down the stairs, because we have the meeting rooms upstairs, there's all seven or eight counter guys and girls walking in with, an, with, a, with a unit under both arms, you know, <laughs> an active, you know, and a carpet. Yeah. Some of them had two. And they put them on the desks, on the countertops, okay? You know, within a week, all their inventory was gone. They had right. some, sold virtually nothing before. I think they had 36 pieces that, or something like that. They right. reordered. Uh, and that's two weeks before this mess started so now everybody's going crazy but what was really cool about it was you see they got it it wasn't that I, my message was just information that is provided by you and by dust free right yeah it's it's here it's it's good information and yeah. i what i did is i just made it very applicable to them and i spoke to them in basic terms not because they're not yeah. smart that's not it but now they can simply say this is the difference between our product and somebody else's without saying, yeah. oh, that's a piece of junk. Yep. Right? You never had to say that. You never had to berate another product. You never had to <clears throat> say the other product's name, really, right? You just put things in perspective through your knowledge and education of what the technologies are, what they're capable like, And you did it enthusiastically. You told your yes. guess what? It was contagious. And it, it, <laughs> Apparently it, worked. it was. It worked. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other thing I do a lot is say, take, your, take the competitor's product and put it next to mine. And take it apart, and you tell me which one you want in your house. That's all. I'm not. I didn't. I'm not knocking those products. I also say sometimes some of these other guys, the reason why we're in this market is because of them. Mm -hmm. We didn't mm -hmm. start this. <laughs> mm -hmm. As far as I, as far as PCO stuff, we surely didn't start it. Mm -hmm. You know, I brought that no, technology no, to, to right, Dust Free right. many, many years ago. Um, so we're on the backs of some other people. And, you know, we, we, we just can't went to school and put a better mousetrap together. You know, that's really what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's fun. That, that's those a great really story. That. We, did put a, we also did a program uh, where now's not the time to try to do this, where if they sold five units, it didn't matter which one, you know, mix or match yeah. active, you know, or, or um, carbon, they would get a unit for their home. Yeah. So yep. the normal times, yeah, without, without having a rush and, and can't do that now. Can't yeah. do that now. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, that's uh, awesome. kind of, kind of how that went. It was All just right. a lot of fun. And, and 
really, really fun story. I, would, I hope this, story. I'd like to have dozens more of those. I would be doing it right now if I didn't have to sit in this house because all this uh, COVID-19. Yeah, stuff, but, yeah, it's a crazy thing, crazy time. Well, I appreciate you sharing your passion. I appreciate all, all that you do in Florida. I mean, we all of us do and uh, sharing your war stories. So you're in, you're in Tampa, right? Is that? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So, so where do you, if you get a question for you here, if you get company that comes in from out of town, do you have a spot that you like to go to or a favorite? Like, what do you normally, where yes, do you like to go? Yes, do you I do. And yeah. So, you know, Ybor City uh, is one of the oldest cities in Florida. Um, oh. And, and it's really cool. I think second to St. Augustine. Um, and it kind of has the New Orleans feel, you know, walking really? out in, in the streets and the balconies and, uh, but really eclectic, different kind of foods. I like, taking them to places where they can have, you know, a real, a real Spanish meal, you know, as yeah, places there to do that. Sure. There's a real Italian place. So it's almost like a little slice of how it used to be, you know, back when everybody migrated here, you know, you had the mm-hmm. Italians and you had, the, you know, Irish, England, everybody kind of just went in their own sections, much more in the Northeast. But here, um, they, the, Ybor City is the place because you can, if, if you like to have a cigar, you can do that. If you want to have a real healthy meal, there's places to do that. If you want to, you know, have, um, you know, any kind of uh, uh, accessories as far as uh, brew, uh, microbrewing companies that, you know, there a lot of them have spun out from wow. here in Ebor City. So wow. Ebor City is the place. And, and in fact, you and I, at some point when we get through all this stuff, I'd love to take I, you there. That sounds like a great get out plan, before, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get out before 11 because it gets a little, a little shady <laughs> after 11. Okay. Like, uh, uh, good point. Note to self, I will remember that. Yeah. That yeah. Kind of stuff. We'll, we'll I, be home. I love historic towns like that. Or like you said, yes. that feel, that historic feel is awesome. Well, well, thank you for sharing your secret with us too. I appreciate that. So Dan, right. uh, stay healthy. Good luck to you and your family. Uh, everybody, hope everybody does well throughout this. Uh, again, appreciate your time and spending uh, spending your uh, your war stories, sharing your war stories with us. So, so good luck, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Hey, okay. hey, thank you very much. My pleasure. I hope you got some value out of that conversation. We're testing out various formats and would love to hear from you. Leave a review or comment and let us know what you think.